Last Sunday evening, I witnessed one of the most beautiful and terrible things I have ever seen. My pastor colleague, Deb, lost her son, James, a few weeks ago. He died from complications of heart damage that he sustained after he was unable to pay for a prescription that he was given. He was a few months older than me. He died of heart failure on a Thursday, and he was scheduled to get a pacemaker on Monday. Sunday night was his Washington funeral. They had a memorial for him in California, where he spent most of his life the week before. The head pastor at Anacortes, where Deb is on staff, officiated the funeral, and I did a few readings. But the last prayer, the commendation, the prayer where the pastor gives the person back to God, where they say the ashes to ashes, dust to dust, receive God in your mercy, a sinner of your own redeeming, a sheep of your own fold. Those words, those beautiful last words, Deb did herself. It was brutal, but she did it beautifully. Her voice hitched only once. She told me later that God had given her James And she was there to receive him into the world when he was born. And she wanted to be the one who gave him back to God. I wept. I took off my glasses and didn't even try to hold back the tears. It was the most beautiful honoring of the gift of her son. It was heartbreaking and profound. She told a group of us pastors earlier in the week about her experience at the memorial service in California where he had lived. James, is her son's name, James, had been a bouncer at strip clubs and bars for much of his adult life. And many who came to his service were from those places. Deb said that she had strippers who came to her and told her about how much respect James had given to them. How he would speak to them, and when he did, he would look them in the eye. That he would respect what they had to say. That he would give them his coat if they were cold, and always treat them with kindness and respect. She said a female bartender told of a time when James was bouncing at her bar, and she had gotten her hair pulled by a customer. James was sure to pull that guy's hair before he threw him out. She told Deb James was the only man she ever felt safe around. Deb told us that by the world's standards, James was a loser. He had 85 cents in his checking account when he died. The lady at the bank said, do you want it? He didn't have any degrees or certifications. He had difficulty holding down a job. He was not even able to afford the prescription that would have saved his life. But when Deb got up in front of the crowd gathered on Sunday night, she spoke without hesitation of how proud she was of her son. He was a good man, a kind man, a generous man, a caretaker. As I drove home from Anacortes, as the sun set, I reflected about the dreams that I have for my kids and what makes human success. 
At the end of the day, it's not whether you have 85 cents in your checking account or 85 million. It isn't how much you've achieved or, or the, the awards that you've been given. It's not how many people know your name. It is simple and it's profound. It's your ability to love and be loved by others. Today is Trinity Sunday. It's a Sunday where we are reminded there is nothing outside of relationship, not even God. Everything is inextricably intertwined and beautifully codependent. God is dynamic, diverse, and hospitable. God is not finite. And the Trinity points us to the mysterious and infinite nature of God. God is not just in relationship. God is relationship. It's kind of difficult to understand, right? With the kids, we're talking about it. If I asked you what the Trinity meant, you'd be like, Ugh, we all would be, right? I mean, it's, it's really hard to describe. And those word pictures that we use, like the egg and like the ice and the water and the, and the mist, they're, they're still not quite right. Because in many ways, our tiny human brains can't really get it all. We have to dial back and embrace the, minist- the mystery and see what the Trinity does. Because so much of our theology around God is like putting on a straitjacket, right? Our recitations, our creeds, our certainties, our best laid plans, when tied tight with our fear, makes it so difficult to let go in the spirit and to see the flow of the Trinity as it moves in love as it proclaims from all kinds of places at once god is love we have so often reduced god to a set of beliefs when god is not beliefs we've reduced god to the bible god is not the bible we've reduced god to the church god is not the church or any denomination god is not the sum of what we think god is so God is relationship. God is on the move. The Trinity reminds us that we cannot put God in a box or a straitjacket. And the minute we start to think of God as father or mother, the sun shows up. And the minute we start to think of God only as Jesus, the spirit knocks things over and launches us into the unknown. God is dynamic, diverse, and hospitable. God is love. We, my siblings in Christ, were made in God's image. In some ways, inexplicable, dynamic, and diverse. And we, too, were made to be in relationship. In relationship with God, in relationship with the created world, the orcas, the bees, the mountains, the trees, in relationship with our families and close friends, and even in relationship with those to whom we do not agree. We are in relationship right now with people that we will never meet, that live on this planet. What we do affects other people. They may, after all, be fleeing violence and turmoil in their homelands, and what we do can give them a safe place to land or land them in cages. 
We're in relationship with people who haven't even been born yet. What we do with the resources that we have in this beautiful created world will affect grandchildren, great-grandchildren, other people's grandchildren, other people's great-grandchildren. We were made for relationship. We were made in the image of God. All, all these beautiful kids that came forward and kind of felt the stress of how impossible it is to imagine what the Trinity is and kind of moved on out at the end on their own. That's how we feel sometimes, huh? It's like, this is too hard. <laughs> Let's just move on to the next thing. But we tell these kids, we tell them, we want you to be anything you want to be. You can be anything you want to be in this world. We stoke their dreams. We support them in any way that we can. But what if our highest dream for them was their ability to love and be loved by others? What if our highest dream for our children was that they love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love their neighbors as themselves? James did that. James was a huge success. James died on his mom's couch at 42 years old with no job and 85 cents in his checking account. Jesus told us that loving God with everything that we have and loving our neighbors as ourselves is the highest law. It is God's dream for us. And as we live in this dream that God has for us, we have to leave the easy answers behind. We can't just say, the Trinity is an egg. That's all there is to it. (laughs) Because as Jesus told the disciples in our gospel this morning, you can't handle what will happen next, quite frankly. If any of us knew the amazing adventures that God had in store for us, we'd probably be terrified and paralyzed. (laughs) But as we live it, step by step, with God who is love, with the Spirit, we can welcome it with joy. It's very hard for those of us who like to control things, but it is the only way. I've dedicated 41 years of my life to find a way that we can control things. But there is only this. God is dynamic, diverse, and hospitable. God is love. The way of God is not a straitjacket. It is not perfect theology or practice. It is not the right interpretation of scripture or the world or even God's self. It is not clear-cut prophecy or succinct doctrine. It is relationship. It is loving a loving God. It is loving neighbor. It is loving ourselves enough to stop putting on straitjackets and to let go into the flow of God's infinite love. God's grace is working in you. God's grace is working in you. Trust it. God is already in relationship with you. Trust it. Take that one step at a time. Honoring God's way, loving God, loving neighbor, and watch 
as the kingdom comes to you. It was the relationship that Pastor Deb had with her son, James, that allowed her to embrace who he was, who he really was, and be proud of the loving and generous man he had become. It was Deb's relationship with God that gave her the strength and faith to commit James to God's love at his death. And it was my relationship with her that allowed me to be there that night to witness such heartbreak, such hope. And is the relationship that we share with God and each other that allows us to claim our unknown future in the dynamic, diverse, and hospitable love of God. Amen. Let's stand together and sing all creatures of our God and King.